The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Let's be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let me hear somebody declare again, all things are working together for my good. Say it with a big smile on your face. Say, all things are working together for my good. The national grid may have collapsed, but all things are working together for my good. The government may be struggling to provide us with diesel, but all things are working together for my good. I can hear somebody. There may be negative record, reports of insecurity going up and down all over the place, but all things are working together for my good. There may be war and rumors of war that is causing all kinds of chaos in the global economic place, but all things are working together for my good. This is the power of Christ in me. Hallelujah. You know, it's Holy Week. It's Easter week. And this is the week where resurrection power was on display like never before. Sometime ago, over 2,000 years. Hallelujah. And that resurrection power will continue to speak in our lives in the name of Jesus. Praise God. There may be drought. There may be challenges. There may be economic instability. It may have come to your doorstep. Let me speak proper English this morning. <laughs> you may be experiencing truth. I'm going through your life thick and thin. But I want to assure you this morning, all things are working together for your good. Hallelujah. I want to talk to us this morning about thriving in difficult times. Glory be to God. Um, difficult times are here. Dark days are here. Negative things are happening um, globally, nationally. Um, it's another election year for us in Nigeria. By this time next year, we will know our new president. By the grace of God. <laughs> And if you, if you know anything about the political space in Nigeria, there doesn't seem to be any clarity about who can even be the president. For those of you that follow politics, there doesn't seem to be any clarity. And that's not good. A year to a national election for a country like Nigeria, we should know the two or three people that is either going to be this person or this person or this person. And those kind of things, they breed instability and tension. And the challenge is somebody can just do something crazy. It's like the war happening in Ukraine. When there's instability, one wrong move from one person, one wrong idea from one person. Let me put soldiers around their border. Maybe that will threaten them. Because there are always unintended consequences. And you now go and start something that nobody knows how to stop. And you yourself, you are confused. You don't know the next thing to do. But all things are working together for our good. Look, that, that's what you need to focus on. However you, how you look at all that is happening globally and nationally, all the instability, put your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. And understand that no matter how difficult things are, and I'm telling you, open your ears and hear me very, very well this morning. 
um, the scripture is not a book of doom. But the Bible has told us how the end times will unveil. That there will be dark days. There will be wars and rumors of wars. And the interesting thing is there's really nothing that is happening now that has not been happening for the last hundreds of years, 200, even, I mean, these things have been happening since Acts chapter, chapter 2. On one level or another, it just seems to be getting darker and darker. And now there are many more people on the face of the earth, almost 8 billion people. So when a catastrophe happens, it affects so many more people. But that does not change the integrity of God's word. Hallelujah. And that's what you and I must learn to do. In times of uncertainty, darkness, and difficulty, when people cannot give logical explanation, when preachers cannot preach fancy sermons anymore, I mean, the time comes your fancy sermon is not working anymore. <laughs> I mean, the day-to-day the, the -day realities of people, a, a fancy sermon cannot be the answer. No matter how well you want to sugarcoat it. And you can't deny what people are going through. What do you do? You've got to learn. Please let me give your neighbor a nudging elbow to look at me very well. Say, look at what, hear what Pastor is saying this morning. I want to pick this up from where I left off last Sunday. You've got to learn to focus on the promises of God for yourself. Let me give you a picture of a very difficult time. Jeremiah 29, chapter 11, and how God will help you to thrive in a difficult time. Jeremiah 29, King Nebuchadnezzar had eventually broken through into Jerusalem. He had taken the people captive. God allowed it. We can say, why are all these kinds of things happening um, all over the world? Well, in a sense, God allows it. It's not that he's blind or he doesn't know. But God told us all things will work together for your good. Hallelujah. I will keep saying this. I've been saying it since I've been teaching along these lines. If I had my way, there would be nothing like scarcity or hardship for, for humanity. I should be on God. <laughs> I can't do everything. I'm going to come to that in a moment. So they were in captivity, and then the word of the Lord came to them. Verse 4, Jeremiah 29. Please follow me. I have limited time this morning. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who are carried away captive. He sent a word to them in their captivity. In the midst of their difficulty, their a very difficult challenge. Who I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. So God told them that. Now watch this. Please, this is what we are talking about. Thriving in difficult times. That there is difficulty economically does not mean God doesn't want you to succeed. That's what it means to thrive. It means to succeed. It means to excel. It means to do very well. This is the promise of God to us. He did not tell us there will not be difficult times. He did not tell us there will not be wars. If I told us there will be wars. However, in the midst of that, 
God still wants us to thrive. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. That is not a loud amen. I said, can I hear a loud amen? amen. <laughs> Praise God. So in your captivity, God told them, build houses. Somebody will build houses in this season in the name of Jesus. Someone that maybe perhaps now you are struggling to pay rent. You will build houses in the name of Jesus. Now watch what I'm showing you this morning. God is not saying you will not go into captivity. In fact, if you read the background story, there were prophets in the land that were telling the people, ah, Nebuchadnezzar will not win this war. God will give us victory. Don't listen to them with their fault. That's not what God is saying. God is saying the, the war is going to come. And God is saying that we are going to lose the war. I mean, you study the story. We are going, we are going to lose the war. Like... <laughs> I remember before we played Ghana in Nations Cup, one person said Nigeria is not going to Nations Cup. Nobody wanted to hear. It was, ah, we are going to be there. Going to, well, it has happened now. We know the person that got it right. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's just by the way. No. The difficulty came. And the challenge came. But in the midst of it, God said, build houses and dwell in them. Glory be to God. Plant vineyards or gardens and eat their fruits. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. While you are in captivity, while you are going through troubling and difficult times, look at the next one. Take wives. You will, somebody will get married supernaturally in this season in the name of Jesus. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give them to your daughters to be husbands. Glory be to God. So that they may bear sons and daughters. Somebody will give birth to children supernaturally in this season. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now it's interesting. They were going to be taken into captivity. Again, background story because they are, they are seen, they are backsliding from God and all that. We are not going to go into all that today. And God allowed them to fall to their enemies. But in the midst of their captivity, this is what I want you to catch from this story. God still had plans for them to thrive maritally, to be fruitful in their body, to do businesses, to plant gardens, to flourish, to build houses. While they were captives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that has not changed about the way God deals with his people. Verse 7, seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. And pray for its peace. Glory be to God. Pray, pray to the Lord for it and for its peace. For in its peace you will have peace. And that peace there is referring to prosperity, wholeness. Why? I'm not going to stop you from going into captivity. However, in the midst of it, praise God. My will for you has not changed. And of course, verse 11, I know the thoughts I think towards you. This still has not changed. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. 
And he went on in verse 12, you will call to me, you will pray to me. So even though I have a plan of prosperity for you, even though I want you to thrive, I want you to seek my face. Don't get to this point where because of the adversity and the challenges, you now abandon God. Ah, if God was there, why did he allow us to go into this problem? No, that's not a way to interpret the way God does things. That's not the right way to interpret it from the word of God. And that temptation will be there. No. Pray. Continue to do my work. Continue to abound in my work. Continue to do evangelism. Continue to preach. Continue to take the word of God. Seek my face. Because even though there are troubling times happening in your land and around you, my plan for you is a plan of peace and prosperity. I still want you to thrive. I still want you to build houses. I still want you to marry wives. I still want you to have children. I still want you to start businesses. I'm not sending you to be a captive and you will be a subject of the people that I'm sending you to. No, 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 no. You will be the one running things. I mean, it was a time like this that Daniel rose and so many other people rose. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands right where you are seated and pray with me this morning? Say, Heavenly Father. And if I were you, I would take this prayer seriously. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for grace that enables me to thrive even in this season. Thank you for grace that enables me to experience peace and prosperity like I've never had it before. Open your mouth and just pray right where you are. Pray right where you are. Grace to thrive. Grace to excel. Grace to prosper. Grace to experience peace. Maritally, he said, take wives. He said, let your wives bear children to be fruitful in your marriage at a time like this. He said, plant gardens or plant vineyards. Start businesses and I will cause them to prosper. Thank you for that grace coming upon me. Somebody pray. Build houses and live in them. Thank you for grace to build, to build. Even in these times of difficulty, regardless of the economic situations, I thank you for that kind of grace. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for that kind of grace. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Say, this is my plan for you. So you should come and pray. The problem with some people is they are not praying about these things. Maybe they are so broken hearted about what is happening to them. Like Jeremiah said in the book of Lamentations, the same Jeremiah that wrote it, Jeremiah said, I forgot prosperity. You know, someone can get to that kind of state. I pray that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. And if you are there, I pray that God will show you mercy and restore you to where you ought to be. Where because of the calamity you are going through, you are forgetting prosperity. You are forgetting that God's plan for you is to have peace and prosperity. No. The Jeremiah that wrote this wrote in the book of Lamentations that it got so bad, I almost forgot that God's plan was for me to thrive. We, we, we all know about sowing in, 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 in here. Like I was saying last week, all of us are not agriculture um, and not farmers, but we understand a thing or two about agriculture. 
And when farmers want, please listen to me very carefully. I'm sure you can relate to this analogy here. When they want to plant a seed in fertile soil, you know they add a lot of manure to the soil and fertilizers and things like that. Are you with me? And those things are messy, smelly, terrible, manure. But it's still that dirty ground, dirty manure, poisonous fertilizer as it were, that when you now throw the seed in the middle of all that mess, that the seed will now first of all die, and then the life that was in the seed will now begin to flourish and thrive. Can you comprehend and understand this morning that maybe all the mess that is going around, it's actually to help you bring out the, 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 the life and the power and this prosperity that God has put inside of you? Can somebody think on that level this morning? Praise God. Thinking of yourself as a seed. We read from John chapter 12. Was it last Sunday, I believe? Was it Sunday or Wednesday? I'm not where Jesus said, the time has now come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I'm now going to sow myself as a seed. Okay, it was during the, in the prayer meeting we had that I was talking about that. All the mess, the pain of the cross, the burden of the cross, the trouble of getting money, the flogging, the, the beating, the abuses, the, the, all the mess that Jesus had to go through on this holy week over 2,000 years ago to die on the cross, that was what it took for him to bring out resurrection life for all of us. The mess that we go through in life, like Dr. K we say, the messes that we experience in life, they can be a help for us to experience the mercy of God in our lives. So, troubling times as difficult and as painful and as challenging as they can be, glory be to God, God in his wisdom can cause them to work together for our good and bring out something powerful out of our lives. And that will be our story this season in Jesus' name. Our light afflictions, we read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 last week, they will work for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You can thrive in a troubling time. And I want to tell you that's God's plan for you in this season of your life. Every single person under the sound of my voice. You can thrive in a difficult time. You can thrive in a challenging time. You can excel in every area of your life. Financially, you, if you don't have money, you can't build a house. If your business is not thriving, you can't have money to build a house. Say plant gardens or plant vineyards. When you say that to a farmer, that start a business. I know you're a captive. I know you're a foreigner in that land. But don't go there like someone that is meant to come and struggle. Don't have that kind of mentality. And yes, all manner of evil things will be happening around you, but my plan for you, my plan for you is peace and prosperity. Thrive in your marriage, be fruitful in your marriage, build houses, have businesses, and I'll give you the grace and the power to do it. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. And all the mess is just enriching the seed in me 
to begin to be fruitful. Glory be to God. Amen. Isaiah 55 is where I want to close with today. Isaiah chapter 55. Let me hear somebody declare again, all things are working together for my good. Say it like you understand what I'm telling you this morning. Say all things are working together for my good. My light afflictions are working for me. Please God. Say it to understand and say my light afflictions. All the mess in my life. You know, listen, listen to me. There can be mess in your marital life, mess financially, mess concerning your business. Everything may look all murky and messy like soil mixed with manure, mixed with um, horse dung, pig dung, chicken dung, fertilizer, messy. And you now find yourself sown into that kind of situation. That may be a, an, a picture of all the negative that may be happening around you because of all this trouble. But understand that God's will is still for you to thrive in that kind of environment. Hallelujah. Understand this as well. I read that from that sentence. God, he said, I'm, I'm the one that caused you to go into, um, into captivity. That's not a message you want to hear from a pastor in the morning. And that is not gospel. <laughs> so we don't preach it much. But the simple truth is God is sovereign. And the only things that God allows, that happen to our life are things that God allows. In that sense. Now, that is not true 100% of the time. There's what the Yorubas call afawafa. You reap what you sow as well. So you can't push all the blame of what's happening in your life to God. Um detouring a bit to where I'm going, but I, I want you to understand this. But because you are in God's hands as a child of God, because God loves you, and God will always show you mercy, and God will always show you favor, and God will never leave you, and God will never forgive, um, forsake you, when troubling times come into your life, learn to understand that those mercies have come to work for you. Hallelujah. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Particularly if you focus on what we are saying here this morning. And the key, the key is still for you to focus on the promises of God. In these troubling times, if we are going to thrive, when we find ourselves in the midst of mercies, Manure all over our lives. Understanding that we are seed. What we need to hold on to, the primary seed we need to hold on to is the promise of God, the word of God. Somebody shout the promises of God. The word of God to me. In my very situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55 from verse 6. Let me quickly begin to close. Because I want us to pray again. God told me that we should be doing that a lot. We need to hold each other's hands at these times. Embrace each other. Help one another. It's one of the best things we can do for ourselves as believers. Stand shoulder to shoulder with each other. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Can you help me turn to anybody? This is time to seek God's face. 
turn to another neighbor and tell him, oh, this is the time to run towards God. Focus on God. These are troubling days we are in. You, you focus on God. You seek him. This is not the time to abandon God. This is not the time to abandon church. This is not the time to abandon serving God. Seek the Lord while he may be found. There is always a window of opportunity for us. Call upon him while he is near. Very important, verse 7, let the wicked forsake his ways. Now, of course, we Christians understand that the Bible is not calling us wicked people. Wicked there means twisted people. We are righteous people. But there's a lesson here for us. Anything that is twisted, ungodly, not the way of God, don't embrace it at this time. Try and shun it. Focus on the things of God. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And that's also there's another powerful truth in that verse. Even for the wicked people, the guy that is not born again, the guy that is not serving God, that is running from God, salvation is available for you as well. You can, in a troubling time, run towards God to help you. You don't say, oh, the way I've been living, there can't be any salvation for me. No, the invitation extends to the wicked and the unrighteous as well. And for those that are already righteous, don't act like a wicked person. Don't think like a wicked person. This is not the time to be looking at unbelievers and that are doing evil things that may be thriving and you think they are doing well and you want to be like them. No. They say that condition make refuge bend. Don't bend towards <laughs> wickedness and unrighteousness because of the condition of the trying times. Can I come to where you are? So don't get, you're a born again believer. In fact, you're a leader in church. But things are tight for you financially and that's where the, it's, that's one of the messes in your life, the manures in your life. Then somebody brings a deal in the office that you know is fraudulent. Yes, I'm going to make a million naira. And your rent has been due for the last six months. 500,000 naira. Don't now, ah, this is God. He has given me a sign. This, you know this is wicked. Don't, don't do that. Because condition has now made you crave. You are not crayfish. You are righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the condition will not make me bend towards wickedness or lawlessness. And please, if you've slipped or made mistake in that, forsake your ways, repent and turn to God and ask for forgiveness. The difficulty of the times is not a reason to start acting wicked like Putin. And you, you all may not be going to that extreme. But sin is sin. This is a time to be nice. To be kind. To look for somebody you can help and give a cup of cold water. While you are going through your own mess. Because you understand that God's plan for me is to thrive even in a difficult time. I may be in captivity, but God still has a plan for me to build a house. You, you need to think like that. And renew your mind like that. And hold on to promises like that in a difficult time. 
We won't be talking about Daniel today or Joseph today if they didn't practice what I'm saying. I mean, Joseph was a very good example here. When Potiphar's wife came to him and he said, no, I'm not going to do this wickedness before God. Now, his own wasn't money, but it's still the same temptation. There are temptations that come to us in our darkest hours. And sometimes, hear me and hear me very well, that's when we are most vulnerable. Maybe in a very vulnerable financial situation. And all the enemy is trying to do is just to rob you of the prosperity and the peace that God has for you. You will not fall for it in Jesus' name. He said, forsake wickedness, forsake unrighteousness. And I love it. Let him return to God. For those of us that have already returned, it means we should turn to God. Turn to God. And they will have mercy on him. <laughs> Praise God. There are mercies all around. But it's in the midst of all the messes, M-E-S-S-E-S, as I hold on to God, focus on God, that I will now experience the mercy of God. That's how you process your thinking. I'm still going somewhere, please. Let, let, but I want to go line up one line. If you are still here, shout a loud hallelujah. hallelujah. Let him return to the Lord. And the Lord will have mercy on him. And let him return to our God. For God will abundantly pardon. That's for anybody that may have taken a wrong step. The last error you made is not the end of the road for you. There is mercy available in God's house. Amen. And this is where we are going. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are my ways your ways. This is why we can't understand. Why will God allow us to go into captivity? Why will God allow us to live in a nation where there's so much economic challenges? His thoughts are not our thoughts. Why God does these things, we don't. So, and we may never be able to explain it on this side of eternity. We may never. Please, you need to get to a point in your walk with God and your person with God where no, there is no fancy sermon that can change the reality. It's like you believe God through thick and thin. You, you believe that all you have is your faith. All I know is that God said his plans for me are for peace and for prosperity. How it's going to happen, I don't know, but I'm holding on to that promise. We, we can't explain it. There's no theology for it. In fact, the more we try to theologize some of these difficult times, the more we're going to get ourselves into one rabbit hole that we can never come out of. The answer is this is, even though there's all these challenges around, God said, and that's what we are focusing on. We are not going to deny the problem, so we are not going to act like ostriches and act as if the national grid has broken down, is not creating inconveniences in our lives, no. And that's just one of the simplest examples we can think of. However, we're not going to act as if we are not concerned about all the insecurity of the kidnappings and the killings going on. No. We are saying in the midst of all these things, hallelujah, God still plans peace and prosperity for us. And that's what I'm going to believe, regardless of what's going on. It may not make sense. 
But bless God, it is faith. And that's how we receive from God. So let's all understand that his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And we need to be reconciling our thoughts to his thoughts through his word. And let's understand that it tells us, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher than our ways, and his thoughts are our thoughts. And as the rain comes down, please look at this farming analogy again. This is where we are going. This is the key, the primary key to us thriving. We are like seed in messy soil, manure up and down the place. But then God will send rain down from heaven and snow from heaven. And the rain and the snow will not return, but it will water the seed that is inside the mercy ground. He will water the earth and he will cause it to bring forth and board. That's what we need to believe. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, that's what I believe. This season of my life, say it like you understand what I'm saying. Even those of you online, say it like you understand what I'm saying. Say this season of my life, God is sending rain upon my life that will cause me to thrive. I mean, these are the promises I'm, I'm holding on to. The more I get squeezed with difficulty, the more the mess squeezes me, I remind myself. That like rain comes from heaven, like snow comes from heaven to water the earth and cause it to bring forth. That it may give seed to the soil and bread to the water, uh, to the eater, verse 11. So shall God's word be. Hallelujah. So he's saying the physical rain that falls to water the seed in the ground, that seed is in a mess. It's smelly, it's difficult, he doesn't even want to open his mouth and explain, ah, if I tell you what happened to my life. He doesn't want to say that to the next seed. And he probably knows that, hey, by the time you tell the next seed what's happening, when the next seed tells you what he is going through, you, you cover your mouth. <laughs> because you think you're going through something. Let your neighbor talk to you about that story. Then you will lift your hands and thank God. <laughs> and you give your neighbor a glass of water. That your own mess is even on that level. But rain is coming over somebody's life this season. Yeah. Hallelujah. And it's a rain of the word. The promises of God. Now look at what he said, verse 11. So shall my word be. My, my word works like rain. Hallelujah. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. My word will not return to me void. That's very interesting. Remember he said, the rain that falls from the ground will not return. Did you see that in verse 10? He said, the rain and the snow will not return. But he's now telling us, the word is supposed to return. However, the word will not return void. And somebody needs to hold on to the promise of God that addresses your situation and speak it like ever before. This season of your life. You need to tell yourself, my light afflictions are working for me a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. When you return that word to God, it will never return void. 
You need to say, all things are working together for my good. When you tell God things like that, it will never return void. You need to take God's word concerning your healing. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. It will never return void. You need to say things like, God meets my needs according to his riches in glory. It will never return void to him. This one by holding on to God's promises in difficult times. In messy times. Because said that word is like rain. Hallelujah. Works like rain. Comes upon the seed that is in a messy ground. Look, your mess may actually be, we said this the other time, a stepping stone for your next level. That captivity that they have taken you into, it may be a stepping stone for your glory. But what do you do? You return God's promises to him. Hallelujah. Somebody say it is working for me. Look at the best part. Look at the best part. Verse 11. And this is where we are closing with this morning. Where we'll do part of verse 12 as well. But watch this. This is the most beautiful part. And this is what you need to hold on to. So shall his word be that goes forth from his mouth. God's word has come to us from his mouth. The written word, the prophetic word. It shall not return to him void. Our part is to return the word of God to him in faith. But it shall accomplish what I please. Hallelujah. So when God released the word to us, you will build houses in captivity. You will start new businesses in captivity. You will marry wives in captivity. You will have children in captivity. He had a mission in mind. They are not just fanciful words, hallelujah. They are meant to do what? Accomplish something, hallelujah. And it shall prosper in the thing or the life for which I sent it. Somebody declare God's word is accomplishing great things in my life. Oh, I didn't hear you. God's word is accomplishing great things in my life. God's word is prospering in my life, even though I'm going through troubling times. This is how to think when you are in a mess. Hallelujah. It will accomplish what I please. It will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And this is beautiful as well. For you shall go out with joy. <laughs> Can somebody laugh right to where they are? <laughs> Can you give God a big smile right where you are? Just respond to that word. I shall go forth with joy. <laughs> and you will be led with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. All the trees of the field shall clap their hands. There will be a lot of joy and celebration and rejoicing all around you. Hallelujah. Instead of the thorn, what is causing pain in your side, there shall come a cypress or a beautiful tree. Not a thorny tree, a beautiful tree. Hallelujah. Instead of the bread shall come the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name. That will be your story. Your life example and your testimony, it will be to the Lord for a name. See, we, we read David now. His, his story is to the Lord for a name. We read Joseph. We talk about um, um, Daniel and all these heroes of faith. Abraham, 
Hallelujah. Why? Because of what the word accomplished in their lives. May that be your testimony in the name of Jesus. God's word will turn, bring about turnaround miracles in your life in the name of Jesus. And it will be a testimony that brings glory to the name of the Lord. It shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. I want to prophesy over everyone under my sound of my voice this morning. I know you may be going through a difficult time. But I came here by the authority of God's word to let you know God wants you to thrive in the midst of that difficulty. God wants to give you an amazing testimony. God wants to give you a turnaround miracle for the glory of his name forever and ever. Hallelujah. I talk a lot about the testimony of Sarah because that, those are the kind of examples I held on to when we were believing God for children in those days. How the, the mess she was in, God's word came and they held on to it. And it brought out the miracle of Isaac. Until tomorrow, we are still sharing that testimony. May God give you that kind of result in the name of Jesus. Where people will, oh, this is what God did for Pastor T. This is what God did for Brother Soso. So this is what God did for Sarah. And it's encouraging me as I go through my own mess. This chapter that I'm in, it may be a difficult one. But I know how to thrive in the midst of difficulty. I know how to hold on to God's promises. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.